You're listening to Now I've Heard Everything, presenting interviews with famous, fascinating, influential personalities from the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. I'm an NFL player, and I'm a broadcaster. I You know Al personally. I know Al personally. <laughs> NFL Hall of Famer Terry Bradshaw today on Now I've Heard Everything. I'm Bill Thompson. I think most people would agree that Terry Bradshaw, formerly of the NFL's Pittsburgh Steelers, is one of the greatest NFL quarterbacks of all time. His list of accomplishments on and off the field is long and impressive. He's had a long and fruitful career as a broadcaster, a public speaker, an actor, and it turns out he's written a couple of books. And that's how I happened to meet him in 2002. And it turns out, football is not at the center of his life. So here now, from 2002, Terry Bradshaw. But you've got some some just good common sense wisdom in this. Oh, that's why it's keep it. (laughs) I'm I am of course I I, my whole philosophy in life is is been when things are confusing are are confusing to you, I just relied on common sense and it got me by. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, you know if the water's hot and if you if you'll cool it down, uh, then it's then then burn. So it's just (laughs) simple. It's it's the simple things um, that we ba- that we all get back to because mm-hmm. whenever a company uh, Enron or any of these 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 companies are going uh, under now with their executives, but what they'll eventually do, or what a football team does, or what a radio station does, when they're struggling, you'll normally say to yourself, or the company management will say, "All right, look, we just got to get back to the basics here. We got to get back," which means from the ground up, we're going to go back to the fundamentals of which everything was based on and build it back up because that is that is that was the success of the company. Mm-hmm. People are the same way. You get back to you get back to your your to your to your your, your code of conduct. Your family's name, uh, your faith, uh, treating people right, working hard, understanding that you're going to struggle in life. It takes no genius to know anybody can write this book. You know, it's just that there's not a lot of big words, and I don't have a Ph.D. in psychology, uh, and I'm not a counselor, but I have failed and hurt so much in life, as you have, Mm -hmm. and but because I am... A celebrity because I'm famous, I can get to a publisher and put my words down, and get it and get it published. That's the only difference. Am I qualified? Of course I'm qualified because <laughs> I've 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 hurt. I've had failures, and and the book idea was really um, my idea. I didn't you know I don't like writing books. I don't even. <laughs> and when you do them, Bill, you know this. You know you got to be honest. I, d- I believe I you have to this, be honest. This is a very frank book. It is. It is. It is. I like this book a lot. And it's easy to read. Uh, well, yeah. And, and, and the thing of it is, not only is it easy to read, it's fun to read because, you know, you start it and you think, all right, I've only got time. I'm only going to do like two <laughs> chapters. And you know, before you know it, you've been sitting here all afternoon and pretty it. soon the boss is saying, why aren't you getting some you work done? You can read it in seven hours. <laughs> I gave the very first copy of the book because the book's dedicated to... Um, my family counselor, Bill Bush, and my preacher, Dr. Nathan Tucker. And the first book was given to Dr. Tucker. I gave him the very first one, and he went home and read the book in seven hours. 
and called me telling me how much he loved it. Of course, he had approved some of the stuff in there because mm-hmm. when I was talking about divorce and everything, I didn't want to. I didn't want. I, I initially let a little bit of the uh, anger come out, and so I, I, I realized I crossed some boundaries that I did not feel that were appropriate, and I let him look at those three chapters and he said i think i'd redo this and and i did it's good to have somebody to reel you back in yeah. a little bit yeah because i didn't want to do that <laughs> no but that and, and that's not what this book is about this no. book is is kind of a forward-looking you know let's let I me mean, because we're all going to face challenges in life you know and no matter if the challenge is on the football field or in a radio studio we got something that's pounding at us and saying all right now how are you going to handle this one sucker yeah and and once again, it's just it's just what worked for me. Mm-hmm. If you're, and it, I think this this book and books like my book apply to everybody. Now, you may have a famous, you may be into whatever uh, faith that you are. There may be some writers out there that you you know. Chuck Swindoll's a great writer, mm-hmm. and I read a lot of his books. And sometimes they're too deep for me, and I can't understand them. Uh, uh, I just know that we all have to find what works for us to balance our lives. And I, I, my story is about how I balanced my life, and it worked for me. It's just my story. Mm-hmm. It's not the answers. It's not the know-it-all. It's my answers. But that's what makes it powerful, is you're not yeah. trying to stand no. on top of the mountaintop and say, I have all the wisdom now. You're just one of us telling us what, your, what your story is. Exactly. And that's what's, that's what's that's, and you've got a few good NFL stories to tell us along the way. Well, but I'm an NFL player. And I'm a broadcaster. I work for Fox NFL mm-hmm. Sunday. Um, you know Alf personally. I know Alf personally. <laughs> there are two Alfs. There's two people running that Alf thing, and it um, it's fun. I, it, it's fun, and I like I like the fact that people expect me to be honest, and I can tell you that I have ADD, and I can tell you that I'm you know depressed, and that I take uh, medicine. To balance me out mm-hmm. chemically, and uh, you know what? That's that's good. It's mm-hmm. good for me because mm-hmm. it keeps me. Once again, it keeps me balanced. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm and, a person and, that's not afraid to say, "I got a problem here, people." <laughs> Yeah. Need some help, and you know you can say those things today. And twenty years ago, people might have said, "Oh my gosh!" And today they think, "Oh yeah, okay, so what?" Yeah, yeah. I, I, I you open up my closet, there <laughs> might be one bone fall out. <laughs> I pretty much open. I, the door's been open so long, there's just not a lot of bones left in it. <laughs> After this short break, how Terry Bradshaw's faith in God has shaped his life. Now back to my 2002 interview with Terry Bradshaw. I, 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 I try to figure out what it must be like to live your life inside a glass shell, and everything you do is studied and scrutinized and criticized yeah. endlessly. I don't... I'm used to it now. I still... Um, I, I, 
there are some things that still upset me. Uh, tabloid mm-hmm. things kind of upset me, but I've even gotten used to that. Mm-hmm. So I haven't done anything wrong. I'm not going to come out of the closet and tell you that I'm gay. <laughs> I, uh, I don't have any uh, affairs going on. I'm single. I have no illegitimate kids. <laughs> I'm a Christian and very proud of it. Uh, I try to be a good man. I try to be kind to people. But on the Fox pregame show, I will bite your head off (laughs) if I feel that way about it. That's not a Christian thing to say, but that's my job. And for the most part, I like to laugh and make fun of myself and everybody else and the NFL included and and not make such a big deal out of it. But see, that's also what's coming back to what you said a moment ago about wanting to bite people's heads off. That's what being a Christian is, is recognizing that you don't have to be Perfect no. to be a Christian. No. It's, uh, Christ, Christianity is, is a faith. It's a belief that I have. And, and I could not, I, I would not be happy right now with Terry Bradshaw uh, if I did not understand what my faith means to me. And I guess what I'm trying to say is, is that God created me and God forgave me and and even though I've been divorced three times and I'm so ashamed of it embarrassed uh, I have two gorgeous daughters and the hardest thing I ever did was have to sit them down and tell them about my divorces but when I realized that God forgave me and if he could if my creator could why couldn't I and that was and that's our problem, or I think it is. We we want to beat ourselves up. We don't feel that we're worthy, and we are worthy. And and when I got when I got that picture, and I started saying to myself, Terry, you got to get your mind focused on Jesus. You got to get your mind focused on being a, a godly man. And I'm not just saying lip service here. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about when I walk out of this studio saying these nice, sweet things, not going out into the car and drinking a beer and smoking <laughs> a joint and chasing babes all night. I'm talking about mm-hmm. living a godly right. life. Try, I'm trying so hard, and it is and it is so hard to be good. Now, isn't that amazing? It is so hard to be kind and tender and loving and but I work at it. I work at it every day. Well, it's easy to be to those things to the people you like. The trick is to yeah. be loving to people that you that you don't like, right. the people that are our enemies. Let me ask you something else, though. You mentioned in the book why what what is the problem that you have with athletes who come off the field and they're being interviewed? They're you know beads of sweat right. on their head, and they and they think, oh, I want to thank God. I want to thank, thank Jesus. Jesus for our victory. I I don't have a problem with that, but I do believe that God answers all prayer. And I believe that what we as, a, as an intelligent race need to understand is that prayer doesn't necessarily get answered the way that we want it answered. Mm-hmm. And I think that we are a society, a feel-good society. We're a society when things are on top. We're the sweetest, wonderful. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> but you know what? What about praising God when things aren't going well? What about thank you, sweet Jesus? What about thank you, God, for this trial? What thank you for this temptation? Because as a Christian, I'm going to be tempted by Satan. I'm going to have all these uh, all these obstacles I have to cross, and every one of them that I f- confront, I can't get through them. But I say to myself, "Thank you, God. You know what? I got a problem right here with this guy right here. Mm-hmm. I got a problem with this over here. Thank you for that." I don't hear that 
Mm-hmm. All I see is, and it's confusing because does that mean that God is only a good God in good times? No, he's a good, loving God in good times. But in this book or any book like this, it's 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 the downtime. It's the bad times. It's mm-hmm. the devastating. It's the heartbreaking times. It's the down. And when you have nowhere to turn, then you turn to faith. Mm-hmm. And it's that faith that gets you out. And now after you get out and you dust yourself off, you say, okay, God, thank you, Pods. I got it from here. <laughs> that's right. Or do you keep him as your partner forever? And yeah. that's, that's the struggle. Plus, going into that game where the, the winner came off and thank God, two teams in two locker rooms both asked God to help them win. Exactly. <laughs> you know, Does that mean God's a Steelers fan instead yeah. of a Redskins fan? Or <laughs> I'm proud that these people are Christians mm-hmm. and aren't ashamed of it. But I do have I have a problem with that. That's just me. That's yeah. just that's just the way I feel. Because life to me is is pretty much simple. I'm 54. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna die. God put me here for a short period of time to to make an impact on people's lives and live a good life and be kind and and to people and to be a good parent, a good dad, and uh, hopefully a good husband and. And to know that we're all going to fail, we're all going to have disappointments in our life. But you know what? That's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay. We just uh, we just pick ourselves up and 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 know who we are. Find out, you know, wh- who we are and what we are, and and get back into the race. That's the fun part. Doesn't mean yep. you have to be successful because mm-hmm. success doesn't necessarily equate into mm-hmm. happiness. All I want people to do is be happy. The rest takes care of itself. Terry Bradshaw will be 73 in September. And you can find easy Amazon links to Terry Bradshaw's books at our website, heardeverything.com. And while you're at heardeverything.com, you can hear my 1987 interview with Bart Starr. Playing with Green Bay under the leadership of Lombardi and winning so many championships in a relatively short period of time. We won five in seven years. No one's ever done that. And my 1988 conversation with Joe Theismann. I really didn't know nor believe that my career was over that night. I knew it would be a long struggle going into trying to come back, but I did not believe it was going to be over for me. I truly did not. And, of course, we post new episodes here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And you can find Now I've Heard Everything on all major podcast platforms. And thanks for listening. Next time on Now I've Heard Everything, Black Lives Matter is changing America, but a generation ago, the Black Panthers did too. So you'll hear my 1991 interview with the co-founder of the Black Panthers, Bobby Seale. My philosophy was not just black power. It was a all power to all the people uh, philosophy. And I still exist and stand on the principles of being a, what I call a revolutionary humanist. That's next time on Now I've Heard Everything. I'm Bill Thompson.